You are listening to Sheep Might Fly, a podcast of serialised fiction written and read by Tansy Rayner Roberts. Our current serial is of knives and night blooms. Chapter 12 Across Cask and Barrels. The boardwalks of the township were greasy and uneven, slick with rain, a bad combination all around for running. Icarus felt his boots skid against the boards as he pursued the attacker, Assassin. Too many twists and turns around these rounded, barrel-shaped buildings. Too many gaps between them, rope bridges and sagging, missing planks. He kept upright, kept running. Here and there he saw his target ahead of him, an inch of black cloak whipping around one building or another. Calderon, he yelled at one point, because there was no denying he knew exactly who had shot that arrow at Calix. For fuck's sake. The bow ran. The hand pursued him. One priest of the Black Raven against another. But the Black Raven wasn't here, was he? Their god had remained distinctly quiet over the last few days. The paths ahead straightened. Icarus saw the black-cloaked figure clearly now, covering a long line of rope bridge between this half of town and the buildings on land. A gaggle of laughing women, all loose-limbed and drunk in the middle of the day, were crossing the bridge the other way. One of the women was half the height of the others, her hair a dark tangle pinned on top of her head. Icarus's eyes met hers for a moment, just as the assassin pushed past the women. Oi! she yelled, and took the bow out at the knees with a slamming sideways punch. The bow fell on the slippery rope bridge, shaking it wildly. The women cackled, hanging on to the sides like the locals they were unbothered by the drama or the immediate peril. By the time Icarus reached them, the little woman had a boot on the throat of the assassin, who was staring wild-eyed up at her. He could have killed her, of course, in twelve different ways, but their god looked askance at the random deaths of civilians. Hello, Icarus, giggled one of the taller women, elbowing her friends. The others catcalled him cheerfully with whistles and applause. Ladies, he greeted them in return. Yana, her boot still clamped on the throat of the bow, rolled her eyes. Don't flirt with my friends, da. Right back at you, my heart. He stood over his fallen colleague and motioned Yana to step back out of the way. Calderan, it's been a while. Reynard Calderan, the bow of the Black Raven, snarled at him. He was a pretty man. The raven liked his servants attractive, for no reason Icarus could fathom, with long dark hair and a flowing moustache that he thought made him look dashing. Working for a mark, Reynard said between gritted teeth. Always knew you were a disloyal prick, Swift. That was wounding. Extenuating circumstances, Icarus replied. I don't recommend you try for her again. I serve the raven. We all serve the raven, Icarus said defensively. 
a wave of sensation washed over him. Not quite revulsion, but a shudder of something. Calix's bond making its feelings known. His god finally deciding he had something to say. In either case, it came to nothing. Really, said Reynard. There was blood at the corner of his mouth. He must have bitten his tongue when Yana took him down. He sneered up at Icaros. Looks like something else to me. Chuck him off the bridge, advised one of Yana's friends. Waste of a hot man, whined another. Let me have him. Icaros wrinkled his nose. Have you been on the eucalypt rum, Tian? Boo hiss, said Perea, one of the ladies. Icaros had known her since she was twelve. She'd since had three kids and countless husbands. Don't shame us. I'm getting married. Again, said Icaros mildly. We could, said Yana, as if she'd been giving the matter a great deal of thought. Chuck him off the bridge. Not my da, though I can't say he doesn't deserve it sometimes. This bloke. Inside Icaros's chest, Calix's bond flared with heat, approving the suggestion. The smaller, older bond that tied him to his god shivered at a distance. The black raven disapproved, did he? Nice to know he held an opinion. Nah, Icaros said finally. Let's just rob him. Don't you fucking dare, roared the bow, struggling again. The ladies closed in, delighted. I volunteer to pat him down for weapons, said Perea. Not until you've had about three cups of coffee, said Icaros, bending her off. Coffee back at Yana's, hooted one of the others. Coffee with rum, ladies, added another. They all tottered off across the bridge. Yana remained, watching with an impassive expression, as Icaros stripped Reynard Calderon of all weapons and coin, including the devilishly lightweight bow that fitted neatly to his back. After a moment's thought, Icaros tied the man's wrists to the rope bridge, which should slow him down long enough for them to get back to the silken hair unscathed. Do you know who hired us to take out the petal? He asked, almost conversationally. Don't you, snapped Calderon. Icarus leaned in. Have you been investigating the paperwork, my dear? That's an interesting development. I'm not going to tell you anything, said the other man. Of course not. That would be breaking the rules. Just as knowing who hired us is breaking the rules. But think about how it happened that four of us were given the same mark. Is that normal temple business or something questionable? The Black Raven would not have allowed it if he didn't approve of the choice of sacrifice, said the bow sourly. Yes, agreed Icarus. I've been wondering about that for days, haven't you? Calderon did not speak again. His glare said it all. Sorry for interrupting your girl's day out, Icarus said lightly, as he strolled back towards the reticent wombat. This was the longest he'd spent time in Yana's company in years. Five or six years, perhaps, judging by how Emberly had grown. 
They made an odd sort of pairing, he assumed, if anyone saw them at a distance. His daughter's head only came up to the top of his hip, though she never struggled to match his stride. If anyone noticed them walking across cask and barrels on this grey, drizzly afternoon, they'd probably be more concerned with all the weapons hanging off Icarus. Calderon had not travelled light. Don't worry about it, said Yana. It's Perea. There'll be another wedding along in a minute. How are you doing? she asked after a moment. Me? I'm fine. Hmm, she said, an annoying habit she'd picked up from her ma. Saying nothing and everything at the same time. How are things with the tavern and Emp? You don't care about all that, Yana said dismissively. I don't not care about it, Icarus said, feeling a little wounded. She tipped her head back with a highly scornful expression. Oh yes, that was like her ma too. Valeria stood outside the tavern, casually holding a battle axe that came up to her shoulder. As well as her new toy, she'd acquired a new outfit. From somewhere around here, so she looked like a real priest again, in an ankle-length embroidered black coat. Swishy, lark flax trousers and shirt underneath, all fitting her like a tight black glove. Pointed boots that would make a man cry when she walked all over him. Her long dark hair had been professionally braided back. She meant business. Oh, look, it's the evil stepmother, said Yana cheerfully. And here I'd heard you two were on the outs. Embo's me a pair of crows. Behave, Icarus sighed. Valeria nodded as they approached. Mardi took Calix back to the barge. She glanced down her nose and said, Yana, in a begrudging sort of greeting. I'd hug you, Val, said Yana, but I wouldn't want my affection to make you disappear in a puff of smoke. She tilted her head back to look at Icarus. Take care of yourself, da. You too, he said, tossing her Calderon's purse. Buy some coffee for your ladies. All the coffee. Cheers to that. They pressed their knuckles together for a moment, his against hers, and then Yana returned to the tavern and her life. Valeria held Icarus's highs with hers for a moment, then looked away. Did you finish him? No, Icarus muttered. I don't know how I feel about that. Neither did Icarus. Conflict roiled inside him. His loyalties at war with each other. The bond to Calix would have been deeply satisfied if he'd put a knife between Calderon's ribs. But he liked the man, damn it. They were friendly enough. They'd worked together for years, or rather, side by side, in the same profession. Boars had loved him almost as much as he loved Marty. More some days. Still, Icarus wasn't spitting up daisies, so he couldn't have fucked this up too badly. Calix would have to be satisfied. Let's get back to the barge, he said to Valeria. The sooner this voyage is over, the better. Thanks for listening to Sheep Might Fly. This podcast was recorded on Palawa land. I acknowledge and pay respect to the Tasmanian Aboriginal people as the traditional and continuing custodians of Lutruwita, Tasmania. 
Uh, so I'll be skipping next week uh, because my producer will be away. But uh, next month has five Sundays in it. So you'll still get four chapters of this serial, uh, which is kind of in the end game now. Heading there, heading there. In the meantime, you can sign up to my author newsletter for updates. Follow me on Twitter at TansyRR. And if you like this podcast, consider supporting me at Patreon, where you can receive all kinds of bonus rewards, early ebooks, and exclusive stories for a small monthly pledge. I'll see you in two weeks.